Yesterday was a bit of a holiday on the NHL calendar. It was trade deadline day. Here now to talk about the Canucks and what they did or didn't do is play-by-play -play man for Sportsnet 650, Brendan Batchelor. Batch, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to do this today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, so obviously a uh, trade deadline day yesterday. Not a ton of action surrounding the Canucks. The only real move they make is to bring in Louis Domingue from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for goalie Zane McIntyre. So let's just start right there. Um, you know, Jim Benning looking to shore up that goaltending position with Jake Markstrom out three to four weeks. Um, I guess just what, what are your initial thoughts on this move? Just uh, obviously looking to bring in some depth behind um, uh, Thatcher Demko here at this point. Yeah, it was uh, not the way that I think many of us expected the trade deadline to go because coming into the day, nobody knew about the Markstrom injury. And uh, at the practice they had yesterday here in Montreal, uh, we were just told that Markstrom was having a maintenance day and then it became clear as, as the deadline drew closer that actually it was a little bit more than just a maintenance day, uh, that he does have a knee injury. Uh, and initially there are reports out there, you're right, of three to four weeks. The hockey club hasn't said that as of yet. Markstrom is returning to Vancouver, and uh, they're going to have a better idea of a specific timeline for him later in the week. But it became clear at that point, I'm sure, for the management group that they had to bring in a, another goaltender to help Thatcher Demko here, although I still expect that Demko will get the lion's share of the starts while Markstrom is out. Louis Domingue is a guy who has played in the league. You know, he's got 16 games with Devils this year, but uh, he played in Tampa last season and actually had a pretty good year, obviously behind one of the best regular season teams we've seen in a while when, uh, when he did get a chance to go in. So he's an experienced guy. He's a guy that can come in and play a handful of games for them here down the stretch if they need him. Uh, and he's in a unique spot, too, because uh, they will be able to send him down to the American Hockey League. They, uh, you know, he was in the AHL. I guess the best way to describe it is that they, they can bring him up on an emergency recall here so they don't have to burn one of the, the few recalls they have left now that we're past the trade deadline here. Uh, but they'll be able to send him back down without, without using any of those up. Uh, if and when Markstrom gets back. And then uh, that'll also mean that the majority of his salary gets buried in the American Hockey League as well. So it's not a restrictive deal in terms of the salary cap. And uh, he's a guy that you know can come in and, and should be able to provide them a few serviceable games here over the next month if indeed Markstrom does miss that much time. Yeah, so this is really just a, a move of insurance. And, and like you had mentioned, Demko is probably going to be the guy who's taking the majority of the starts here moving forward. Um, I guess just what, what do you think the team's confidence level is in Demko at this point? Obviously, uh, you know, breaking up Domingue instead of somebody maybe bigger like a Robin Leonard who was available uh, shows a little bit of confidence here in the young backup. It does, and, you know, Jim Benning said as much yesterday when he spoke to the media that, you know, they're confident in Thatcher. They've worked with him for a while now. He's had a uh, year and a half in the NHL. He was recalled initially last January after they traded Anders Nilsson away. So uh, he's had a lot of time to work with Ian Clark. He's got some good NHL experience now. And, you know, they, they say they're confident in him that, uh, that he'll be able to carry the mail for them here down the stretch. And, and, you know, Jim Benning even went as far as to say we didn't want to bring in someone like Robin Leonard because we don't want Thatcher looking over his shoulder. This is his crease now until Markstrom returns, and uh, and they're going to give him a chance to, to run with it. Uh, so, you know, regardless of how the rest of this season goes, whether the Canucks 
uh, continue to play, you know, relatively well and make the playoffs, they probably only need to win about 11 of their final 21 to secure a playoff spot. Uh, whether that happens or not, we're going to learn a lot about Thatcher Demko's ability because he's, you know, he's only started three games in a row once this year, and that was back in October when Jacob Markstrom took a leave of absence to visit his ailing father, who's since passed away. Um, so, so we'll learn a lot about Demko's ability to to perform in a moment like this, and uh, with Markstrom's contract up in the summer, and with the Seattle expansion draft coming up, and you're only allowed to protect one goaltender in that. Uh, the Canucks will learn a lot about where the future of their goaltending position may lie, whether uh, they have a successful finish to the regular season or not. Now, clearly the, the big trade deadline move for this team happened prior to the deadline with the pickup of, of Tyler Toffoli. He seems to have fit in quite well, um, although I don't know how much you can read into that game against Boston, given that everybody got a lot of points. Um, but, I mean, this addition has been uh, so far so good when talking about basically replacing Brock Besser, since that's pretty much what Toffoli has come in and had to do. Do you think this move is, is enough to, to get them uh, to the playoffs? I mean, this is a team that, uh, you know, it's obviously had uh, issues when it comes to depth scoring they bring into Foley and at the same time they lose Besser um, but it's so far so good uh, I just I guess the thoughts on that move overall I mean it's it seems to be working out um, do you expect it to continue to be as smooth sailing I guess moving forward yeah, well, Tyler Toffoli is a player who it's clear initially he's got great offensive instincts, and when you put him on a line with J.T. Miller and Elias Pettersson, uh, it's been a recipe for success so far. He's got four points in his two games. Uh, he had just come off scoring a hat-trick in the outdoor game for the L.A. Kings against the Colorado Avalanche uh, the game before he was acquired, so he's playing some pretty good hockey right now, and it should help shore up some of the offense for them uh, playing on that line. It'll be a line that I expect will continue to produce, but you're right to point out that they're still going to need secondary scoring down the stretch, and then you have to look at the likes of Bo Horvat and Tanner Pearson and Jake Bertanen and Adam Goddad as guys that are going to have to step up and provide a little bit more offensively, and then, to be honest, this team needs to be a lot better defensively, and they, they played one of their best defensive games in recent weeks against the Bruins the other night, but, uh, you know, a big part of, of having success and winning games is limiting the opposition and not spending a ton of time in your own zone. Uh, so that that's an area that they're going to need to vastly improve upon, especially because they don't have Markstrom now for you know at least a few games, if not a few weeks. Uh, you know they, they can't afford to have some of the stretches that they've had in recent games where they've been hemmed in and it's been Markstrom that's bailing them out not to take anything away from Thatcher Demko, who I still think is a great goaltender and should be able to provide them goaltending that can allow them to win games down the stretch, but they've relied on Markstrom to be fantastic at stretches throughout this season, and that is, you know, a, a bit of extra leash that they've had that they may not have anymore with the young goaltender Demko going in. So uh, Toffoli will help supplement the offense. It should mean that top line still produces consistently, but if they want to have success, they're going to have to be better in their own zone as well. Um, a couple of questions left here before I let you go, Batch, but I did want to ask about Toffoli. Do you think that uh, this is a player that uh, Benning might be looking to sign uh, to a long-term extension come the summer, or is this sort of maybe a, a trial experiment here, going to see how these last few weeks play out of the regular season and then make a decision after that? 
it'll be interesting to see because there's so many moving parts heading into the summer. Uh, Markstrom's contract is up. Tanev's contract is up. Troy Stetcher's contract is up. And his future is uncertain. There were a lot of rumors around him going into the trade deadline. And then there's always the, the looming contract of Louis Erickson, which the organization may be able to get out from under in the summer. If they're able to do that, then obviously that would free up a lot more cap space. And it might be more realistic to think about extending a player like Tyler Toffoli. But, uh, you know, you look at the fact that not this coming summer, but the following one, they're going to have to sign Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes to uh, very large contracts you would expect with the way that they've performed uh, you know, over this season, certainly. Uh, they may just not have the cap space. And it may not be something that uh, is realistic for them in the long term. Uh, I think many people thought that when they acquired Toffoli, it was just a pure rental deal because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent in the summer. But that said, if he fits in really well, if he likes living in Vancouver, he's got his you know really good buddy Tanner Pearson uh, that he's playing with here now, that he may want to stay here, and there may be ways for the organization to to find a way for him to stay as well. Jake Vertanen's another player whose contract is up. They could try to move away from him prior to the entry draft, especially if they want to recoup some of the picks that they traded in the Toffoli and JT Miller trades. So uh, I would say at this point, it's more likely that he leaves as a free agent than he stays. But there are so many things that can change between now and July 1st that we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, I, I did want to ask you one more question here, Batch, before I let you go, just because I wanted to look at the Pacific Division as a whole. Uh, Vegas got a, quite a bit better, I thought. Edmonton made quite a few moves. I just wonder, who who is your winner out of the Pacific Division following yesterday's trade deadline? Yeah, it's going to be the Vegas Golden Knights, and I think I, I honestly would have picked them before uh, the deadline yesterday, but uh, I've liked some of the moves they've made, getting Alec Martinez on the blue line. Robin Leonard comes in and will provide some goaltending cover for them, which uh, certainly is going to help them. And, you know, you, you look at all of the clubs that are in or around the playoff picture in the Pacific Division, and Vegas to me seems like that team that, you know, the, they resemble a lot of what we've seen from them over the last couple of years, which was a very good team. And for whatever reason, they haven't been able to put together a really good stretch this season while they've won six games in a row now. And they've uh, separated themselves a little bit at the top of the Pacific Division, although, you know, as we speak right now, the Canucks still have three games in hand on them and are only four points back. So it's certainly possible that Vancouver could continue to try and chase them down. But uh, when you look at all of the clubs and you look at the the positives and negatives of each group Vegas to me seems like the team that's not only uh, the most well prepared to win the division but is the most well prepared to win in the playoffs and uh, you know a lot of the moves yesterday uh, were made with with that sort of eye in mind the Edmonton Oilers bringing in some some depth forward help and and Andreas Athanasiu who, uh, who could certainly play up the lineup for them so that will make them a little bit more dangerous offensively but uh, yeah Vegas is the team for me right now that that will probably be the class of the Pacific Division but uh, that's going to be the interesting part of the rest of this season if you told me that Vegas wins the division I would believe you if you told me it was Edmonton or Vancouver I would believe you as well um, so it's going to be a lot of fun here over the final 20-21 games or so. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this batch. Of course, the Canucks are in Montreal tonight, so uh, enjoy the game. Yep. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That was Brendan Batchelor, play-by-play man for your Vancouver Canucks on Sportsnet 650.